You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Garage fam, welcome back to another episode of Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast. Um, you, you see him. You see him right there. It's Cody fucking Powers. It's your boy. House. It him, He's back. It me, Garage Guy Chase. And uh, you've, you've seen you see me in a rare occasion these days. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the stew. I'm home. Are you cooking it up in the stew? I don't know, but but there is a guy that we're going to talk about on this episode that was cooking up some things uh, in his body and also racing cars at one point in time. If if, if for the for the for the true garage fam out there that uh, watched the episode with me and Cody last time, we did something called Naspiracies, which was a segment that we said we were going to do every time that Cody was on the show so we're gonna keep that promise and we're following that up with our naspiracies segment at the towards the end after we recap the go bowling at the Glen road course race at watkins Glen international and this naspiracies segment is going to be on the one and only uh hyped up at all times jeremy mayfield the man the myth the legend the man the myth the legend Jeremy Mayfield. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, all respect to Jeremy Mayfield's car because he drove the ten car or the twelve car at one time that Ryan Newman eventually took over. We had Pegasus on it. Uh, I think what kind of brought this up was the fact that Bacon Boy Eric Amarola will be driving the Mobile One car this weekend. I don't think he's worthy of it, but uh, we'll. We're, it just sparked it up and i was like cody's coming sparked it up get it um so we're on a roll here we're on a roll man you're really crushing them yeah we're crushing them down you know just it's a real toot um so we're gonna we're gonna talk about jeremy jeremy mayfield and a conspiracy of like what may have happened to him the real story we're gonna give you the real scoop the real uh, the, the only real way, mayfield the only way garage guys can do it uh the real mayfield uh Jeremy Methfield. I'm sorry. I got to stop. Um, so, it, it, like, I swear to God, like, I feel like he's one of those guys that would probably stumble. He probably searches his name on YouTube a lot. And I do hope this finds him well because he is going to hate us. And I, everyone, he'll love me by the end of it. Maybe so. Maybe we'll come back. Like, I. I remember a little bit about him. So, I mean, you're going to be kind of running through. I've done my uh, I've done my research on the good old Internet. You know, everything we read is true on Wikipedia. It so is. It's not like anyone can just... I cannot it. edit on Wikipedia. Really? And I'm, that may or may not be because I'm banned from editing on Wikipedia. You're banned from editing on Wikipedia? Oh, no. Jury's still out. Dude, I want to just get an account. Like, I want to troll Wikipedia account and, like, just put a lot of fake facts and see how Dude, long... Dude, I, I love it when something big happens in, like, the world and people go on and, like, immediate, immediately just edit their wikipedia pages yeah i love it it's great so so since cody can't do that and i just don't even know where to begin 
we're going to do it here on this episode. So be sure to stick around after the recap to hear the Naspiracy on Jeremy Mayfield. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into what really matters here, uh, which is one of the most amazing races this year for the Garage fam when it comes to DraftKings, FanDuel, and sports betting. Um, we, yeah, dude, it was an incredible week. Uh, we, we're just coming off of a two-week NASCAR hiatus, uh, the summer break. I think it's the – I, I want to say this is the first time NASCAR's had two weeks off since, like, the 70s. So it's been a very long time. And uh, I know anytime I'm away from things for two weeks at a time, I don't know what the fuck to do with life. I mean, we were off two weeks on a tour on this tour that we've been on. And I was like, I'm, I need to go back to your race. Like, you know what I did on Sunday? What? Yeah. What have you been doing? I watched an old race. Like, it's just the week one. I was like, man, this is nice. It's a vacation. Right. Um, doing we had Kyle Bush to help, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He kept us all entertained. But man, I'll tell you, by the time week two rolled around, I was genuinely lost. Like I was standing in the yard watering the trees. I had tree- trees. Yeah, watering trees. That's a good like, thing. Man, I'm going to sit trees. down. I'm going to pretend that NASCAR is coming on. I listened to like old radio broadcasts of NASCAR races. I pretended that it wasn't 2021. I pretended it was like 1987. Yeah. You, you, went, you went outside. You got the jorts on. Uh, you did it. Mowed the yard. Yeah, we, I mean, we do that like every Sunday anyway. It's always 1987 uh, when the garage guys are around. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a weird two week period, man. Uh, we were, you know, for the start of the race coming back, we were in Rock Hill, South Carolina at the ACL um, World Championship for Cornhole. And that was an amazing experience. We did the preview show for Watkins Glen there. We actually got to link up with one of our, subs for garage fam bb23 shout to bradley fucking bags uh he was on the preview show with us for the Glen, and he was talking about how he won ten thousand dollars using dale's truck picks free truck picks um and so he came on talked about that and then this whole week like just getting back into it we were like really like heavy on promoting premium and by the way if you haven't if you're watching this you haven't got premium go to garageguysfantasysports.com and get that shit because we just had another example this past week at the Glen. our free picks were number one in the industry this week uh and we are now ranked third out for the entire season in the entire fantasy nascar industry this is where you need to have like an applause track where you just push a button and the crowd just erupts. Cause I I think that is something to definitely brag and be proud of. Like, I just want to like Photoshop Oprah where she gave away cars, but it's like, you get a bag, you get a bag, you get it. We got the, we got the fucking bag. So let me ask, I got to ask, um, speaking of, of Bradley, uh, he got the 10 K bag at what point, like at what, what is your limit as a man to where you're not going to even speak on your winnings? Is there, if you were to win $5 million, are you tweeting about it? Or are you going to stay humble and quiet? Where, where is that line for you where you don't talk about your bag? Well, for one, if I win $5 million, it's definitely going to be on like a 30 leg parlay in the casino. Cause I don't right. think I can win that much on DraftKings. but I mean, dude, I don't, I don't have a limit. I don't have a limit at all. I mean, I, I literally like this week, I mean, I think I played like $60 and I turned it into like almost 300 and I was, I'm, that's a good fucking. Oh, yeah. 
yeah i'm like hell yeah let's go because like, the picks were there but it's like if i would have had the lineups that i had in like some of the high roller contests like oh my god like i would have easily won over a grand um and we had multiple premium subs win over a thousand dollars how to choose v um we got big day for him yeah huge that was i think that's his biggest bag he ever got it was like over 3k um just had the perfect lineup dude i think he had he had larson he had elliot he had um briscoe he had lajoy and austin dillon uh and then chris bell that was the line i think that was like the big line and i think that like the tourney line the huge one like was I think it was Reddick, Dylan, Bell, Larson, Briscoe, and Elliot. Maybe uh, I can't really think a hundred percent, but I know it had both the RCR guys. So it was just a really like we nailed it. We nailed the show. The free picks were nailed. We all you know we all had some different ideas. We compromised and we did the free picks. That's kind of like a, the free picks are the one. It's the article that I write, but it's usually a compilation of like my head, Dale's head, and Drew's head. So it was, uh, it was beautiful, man. And like, it, it just goes to show that like when you put a lot of time and energy into something and like you, you love what you do, like you're, you, we, we kind of just spoke it into existence because we were like, we're going to win big. We're going to do it big. And we're going to do it at the Glen. We're going to do it on road. You know what I mean? We got to do it on road. Do it on road. We're back on road. We got to do it on road. We got, we got bag on road, not back on road, bag on road. Um, now, now, do you enjoy getting bags on the road more than bags on the oval? I just enjoy getting bags in NASCAR. Okay. Okay. Um, Any they, bag you can get, you take. Yeah. Like before we get like, you know, all, you know, kind of serious slash goofy, like I'm just going to be straight serious about it. Like it, the, the most rewarding thing about what we do is the fact that every week almost we're getting new people joining the discord. And whenever I see that message of someone that's like, man, I only play baseball and football and now I'm in a NASCAR and the next thing you know, they're picking a favorite driver and they're wanting to get tickets. Like we're bringing people to the sport, man. Like that's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Like that's why this went from being the garage guys, fantasy sports podcast to the garage guys NASCAR podcast, because it's like garage guys are NASCAR. We've always been NASCAR and we didn't even know we've always been NASCAR because but back when we were strictly fantasy football back in the, you know, 2017, 2018, we were garage guys, fantasy sports. And I remember talking to people and they were like, that's like the, the name just sounds like something has to do with racing. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, and then it just, it happened. you foreshadowed yourself and didn't even realize it. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's wild, but it's, uh, it's just rewarding as shit, dude. And it's, uh, and it's going to keep coming. It's gonna keep coming. You, you yourself, you're you're a sucker for some DK now, you know. Yeah, I, in the same uh, path as you, always football, and then this year alone, yep. got heavy into it with NASCAR, which I was already a NASCAR fan, but I'd never like put it together that you could bet on NASCAR, right? right. And at NASCAR, it's not only is it, I would say, one of the the better odds of of getting a bag compared to other sports but it's Big more plus fun. odds yeah but it's it's way more fun way more fun than other sports it's just exhilarating because everything can change in a second all it takes is one yeah because i mean you can bet on you know throw in the chalky guys when it comes to football and you know you're gonna at least do decent 
in NASCAR, you can pull a Josh Balicki, and if he has a good day and he had low draft odds or draft percentage, you're killing it. It's Just it off takes. of a Balicki with like an extra 20 points. A Balicki. You know, the first time I ever heard Josh Balicki talk, I was startled. He did not sound the way he looked. No, at not at all. None of the Rick Ware guys do. You never really expect that Australian accent to come out of James Davison. Right, and it's like the name you would think. If you, but if you check out Wikipedia pages, like we did for Jeremy Methfield, you would see that he was from Australia. Not Jeremy, not Jeremy, but James. Um, and he never did any drugs. He's a great guy. He well, now um, we don't know. We don't know. Possibly, what he did. possibly could like maybe like like what kind of drugs are there in Australia to do? I think Australia is big into like MDMA stuff. Yeah, they're big Molly people. Uh, yeah, they like they like festivals. Like right. it's like, what is the fine in Australia for giving a kangaroo Molly? Like what happens to that? You know, there's a law in place for it because it's definitely happened before. I feel like they like move weight with crocodiles instead of like cars and cargo ships. Like they just put like big bricks of cocaine in like crocodile like stuff it into the alligator. They just know where to go. Is they it an alligator see. down there? Or is it a crocodile? It's, it's a, a crocodile. crocodile. Yeah. It's a crocodile. It's a croc. Yep. Crocky a croc, it might. Oh, shout out to Steve Irwin. Man. Mm. Gone way too soon. It made me hate stingrays. Oh, bro, if I ever see one, I'm punching it on sight. I mean, I mean, dude, Tampa Bay, like, like they had to change their name to the Rays because of that. They're, They're stabbing the league right now. I'll tell you that. They are. They are. Um, back to NASCAR. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we we also had we had Larson plus four hundred. He won the race. Shout out to the kid Kyle Larson. Can I say? Can I say it? Say it. Kyle was out there road dogging. He was road dogging. He <laughs> road dogged the shit out of the Glen. He did. You know, and and anytime you can road dog the Glen, like you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's two road course wins for Kyle Larson, bro. Right, a guy who has not historically been the guy. He's not yeah. always been a road dog. He was sliding the fuck around early on that race, dude. He was. They got that car tightened up, and it changed the game. Like, I, I don't know. Larson's it's- changed the road course game entirely. Because oh. we had one guy who was the road course guy, the real road dog in NASCAR. He's like the road pup right now, though. Yeah, I think that, no, I, no Chase Elliott is still 100% a road dog. Like, he is, he is, like, dude, for him to do what he did, Bro, like that was oh, yeah, that, yeah. He he passed the entire field twice. Chase Elliott was Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Tony Stewart all combined. He just couldn't close. Like if that if that race would have been four more laps, bro. Man, Elliott, he shedded a ten second lead in the matter of twenty laps. Is insane. I remember I I was I didn't get to watch the majority of the race, but I was because I was in the airport getting a uh, a rental car to go back home and i remember looking at my app and i kept refreshing it just to see like i watched him like i didn't watch it happen but like numerically i watched him just yeah true x and then pass him in third um definitely gotta look into that because i mean it's just that he's got like a, a nos button he had a nos button in that car had to he had an illegal uh back window to start yeah, the race so he was penalized so. he was penalized he was supposed to start 11th uh chris bell was also penalized but he was also another one that did really well like chris bell is i think he shedded a little bit like i didn't i did not think that he would be 
the road course racer that he is, like especially after he won um, when he won at the Daytona road course. And then he comes, he comes in and almost wins road America, which was, would have been in, incredible of it for a day for Dale. Oh yeah. We had him at plus 2000. So a hundred dollars would have been two grand. Yeah. Uh, I had money on him that day too, because ooh, yeah, dude, dude, just road dogs everywhere. That was where Larson had a lot of bad luck. Larson fucked up. Yeah. He, 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 he skirt skirted on that. Well, one. the local meteorologists screwed him over that day too. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he's one of the only guys that cares about the weather so much. Like there's, there's a lot of Kyle's out there. There is a Kyle weatherman. So yeah. it's like maybe he calls Kyle weatherman. Cause like, I feel like Kyle definitely talks to people. Like I know he talks to us. He talks to his crew chiefs. Um, he, he talks to a lot of cool people, like a lot of, like a lot of C people. Like if your name starts with a C, he's going to talk to you like cliff chase, his teammates chase. Um, and if it starts with a K, if he's another Kyle, he'll probably fuck with you. So Kyle Weatherman, does he tell Kyle Larson the weather? Probably. He 100%. Yeah. When he's wanting in with, with Hendrick as he moves up, you know, I mean. Very yeah. true. It's like, it's like you, you know, that Kyle Weatherman, that's really all I can say about him. I, that guy. That good, Kyle good, Weatherman. Uh, yep. Good racer. Big monster guy. Likes to punch drywall. Um, but not Kyle Larson. He likes to win in road dog. Uh, so you have, you have that aspect of it for one, but yeah, with Chris Bell, dude, like you look at the lineups that we had, I think like, it's only fair that we, that we talk about the one guy that has been good on road. That is not good on road. And we just talked about him because Chase Elliott passed him was he was the last person Chase Elliott passed. And that's Martin Truex Jr. Um, do you care to comment on maybe what what is going on with MTJ and why is he running on empty at road courses as of late? Um, I think we we kind of brushed up on it in a personal conversation. Um, I think that he might be fizzling out overall. Uh, and when I say that, he did make that comment earlier in the year that if he doesn't have fun next season, he's done. So is he just not having fun? Or did the Cole Custer code wreck, like, maybe mess with him a little bit? See, that's where I'm at. So, like, I'm not saying that that by any means Martin Trex isn't a good road course racer. I mean, he held his own. He finished third. Um, I think he finished, what, second in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, he's just not being able to close the gap. And it does seem like ever since, like, he, he won three races this year. He started, he won Phoenix, and then he won, what was it? Uh, Darlington. Darlington. And then he won at Martinsville. Yep, Martin, because Martin is for Martinsville. So when you look at that, right there off the bat, that's three tracks that are, that are decently short. Phoenix right. isn't a short track. And they're round, noticeably round. Very round. I mean, Martin has always been like the Sonoma king. Like he, mm-hmm. he's, he's drank a lot of wine in Sonoma. Um, but it's like, it's, it's maybe he, like now that he's been doing so good on short tracks, it's like, what if he is one of those one track minded, no pun intended, one track minded guys where it's like, okay, I did, I was good at road. Now I'm going to be okay at road and like still good at road, but just won't win at road. Can't close gap at road, but now I'm going to be great at short tracks. Cause I've sucked at them my entire career. 
And now that I'm good at him, it's like the Space Jam ball. He got good at short tracks and it sucked all of his road power away. But and then Chase Elliott took it. And now Kyle got in the same room and he was like, "Uh uh-uh, give it to me. I think Truex is interesting anyway. His entire career has been just a total anomaly in NASCAR. You're talking a guy who did not have any success for the first 10 years of his career. Well, I'll say eight years. He won a championship with like a a fucking shit team, but it wasn't (laughs) shit. But like you, you always expect like the Joe Gibbs and the Hendricks of the world right. to win championships. Furniture Row Racing, mm-hmm. like I think the last time something like that has happened was like definitely early two thousands or maybe nineties and eighties. Like that was back when there were different teams. Yeah, I, I would say the last smaller team, if my memory is serving me right, the last smaller team that would have won would have been Kawiki. Yeah, when, what yeah, was I, the, I could be incredibly wrong. That was ninety two, bro. Shout out to Hooters. Shout out to him. Fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Truex is just really interesting. Um, I think he is like almost a chameleon of a driver. Like he can morph into whoever and whatever he needs to be. But I just I genuinely think that Truex isn't having a lot of fun right now. And I think he's the kind of guy who doesn't give a whole lot. He's a hundred percent without a little bit of fun. Yeah, he's definitely the guy that would like tell he would when he's hanging out with his friends, he was like, I don't give a fuck. But like when he's on the movie, he's like, I don't give a, t- a hoot. I don't yeah. give a hoot. I don't give a yeah. I don't give a gosh darn about that. Like I'm Martin Truex, and, and we need a little yeah. bit more of the not giving a fuck Truex. Yeah, you don't see that a lot. Like I've I'll, I pray for a, a angry Kevin Harvick almost every day of my life, but those days are gone. Keelan took <laughs> that away from us. They did. They Thanks, did. Keelan, appreciate it, kid. He took away mean old dad because uh, Harvick was was a hoss, dude. He didn't he, he didn't play around. He, he was a hoss. I think it's it's definitely still in him. We should have to figure it out, like figure out how to get that out. Someone's got to like awaken it. He can't talk no shit this year. He ain't got nothing in him. Right? He's, he's he's drained. He just he hasn't he, had a good reason to yet. He's around. He's just hanging ten. He's he's hanging literally like close to ten almost every race. He's hanging ten. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, speaking of of the guy, your your boy Tyler Reddick, Red Dog. He finished tenth in this one. That was uh he didn't move up a ton, but like him getting a top ten. His road course uh ability definitely is there i feel like man it's, it came out of nowhere too yeah dude he qualified what first at coda yep and then it just i it, it's like he got there and he was like yeah but then it was just like he's a dog but he's red dog not road dog he so he's still got a little bit of time left but like i feel like if he starts more in the back he's gonna be able to make his way but in ninth uh i think that we have to definitely talk about chase briscoe he was another one of our picks that we had and he started in P27 and an SHR car, which we all know SHR has been dog shit. So probably a dog shit car and moved from 27th to 9th. You know, if he would have been racing with Hendrick or Joe Gibbs, it's like, oh, he's got speed. That's cool. Like, you know, Chris, Chris Bell, he definitely finished up there. He had speed. He had a ton of it. Um, this says so much about Briscoe. And I've been saying it for a while. Like ever since he won the Indy Road Course, uh, the Xfinity race last year, I think it was what the Verizon, it was called the Verizon 200 too, which we'll be there this weekend. It's going to be pretty fun. Got some cool content planned. Uh, but he, he is just, dude, it's, it's insane. Like, and I think that with time, like once SHR go, we go to this new car next year, I think that, that Briscoe 
can definitely take that lead and, and we'll finally see the 14 back where it needs to be back when, when old uncle Tony had it. So if you would have asked me eight months ago, how I thought Briscoe would be doing at this point in the season, I would have said he would have been secured within the playoffs and locked well within the top 10. Uh, I expected, I expected Briscoe to come in just swinging and he's not had the success. I think many people anticipated him having, but SHR as a whole hasn't had the success that many people saw them having. You can't say they don't have a win. I mean, I think that that win was, was shitty. They got three wins. Yeah. The duel. That's that's not the all star open. Okay, let's talk about it. You're talking about Bacon Boy. You've been bragging on Bacon Boy a bit. Uh, I want to. I want to know what the Garage fan think. Like, do the duels in the all star races like count? Like, I mean, please answer this. Please answer this. Does that really count? I don't think it really counts. I'm voting yes. So I'll be the first to put. Go on and tally me for yes. So Cody, we're talking. I'm talking to Cody earlier, and we're talking about Eric Amarola running the uh, the Mobile One paint scheme. That's how we we get because don't don't forget our Naspiracies segment is coming. Promise. Um, but we got to talking about Bacon Boy. He's like, oh, he's got three wins. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, oh, he won a duel. He won. I was like, yeah. So in my mind, I'm looking at it like this. Like, okay, a duel and the All Star. Uh, what was it, the Open? Yeah. Okay. So when you win those races, my analogy was like, I almost feel like he gets put into a lower bracket. So it's like, that is literally like, you know, a 30 year old man playing in a lobby, like a 30 year old man that's played call of duty for like 10 years of his life, going into a lobby filled with 10 year olds who just got the game last week because they finally fooled their mothers into purchasing that game for them. That's what I feel like winning those races are. Um, because just the experience level alone, I don't know. Just, I just feel like that's incredibly disrespectful. Condo. I think you, you just draw, but you, every other big driver's in the duel too, though. Okay. So duel two, maybe all-star open. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's name. I mean, there's definitely some guys in there that are like, young. uh, so I think Elmer, he won like the final stage, right? Like we the, were there, we were at that. Yeah. Race. I don't remember like the, the level. Cause I know each guy who won a stage yeah, like moved right. on automatically. Okay. So, so I think, I think Elmer is the one who like won the race. Like I think Reddit he's the one who took the checker Reddit flag. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, absolutely so, dominated it. So like Tyler Reddick is, yeah, just the killer at Texas. Who won the second stage? Uh, Man, wanna, that feels like that was years ago. Dude, it does, doesn't it? It's weird how time works. So like I don't know. Like I just feel like if you're you're a guy that's been in this in, in NASCAR for a while, like if Almarola was really good, like bro, like you would have won that the first time. You know what I mean? Like you didn't know. Tyler Reddick did. And Tyler Reddick's younger than you, and he's newer in the Cup Series. He's, he's a dog, and he's not a bacon boy. So, okay, you know what? Bacon boy We were all talking way. about how we're getting ready to, like, kick Eric Amarola out. Like everybody I still like, am. For, like, that, for the record, I still am. Like, everybody was talking about how Haley Deegan was about to become Danica Jr. and go to the 10, like, and now he won at New Hampshire because – because God made it dark outside, and and we we yeah we we blow off the stat line, and we see that Eric won two races already before. Chris New Bell was about to win that bitch. 
Like, oh yeah, one million percent, dude. If that race would have went like five more laps, bro, Chris Bell would have took that shit. But but they were like, oh no, call it now because there's this guy that's up here hasn't won in fucking ages. Like that's his first win. Naspiracies is at the end of the show. That's his first like regular season cup race in the series that he's won other than a super speedway. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. He doesn't. I think I'm glad uh, you clarified though and said regular series or regular season because yeah, I was right. going to come at you with Texas. Yeah, I know with that with that dual two, <laughs> yeah. dual two part two part two, uh, open whatever. He doesn't need to be driving the ten. Like Mobile One should have gave that to Briscoe. Like Smithfield, dude, bro. Smithfield, you know, I want to know how much Smithfield pumps into SHR. Dude, probably it's got to be a substantial probably enough amount. to where they're like, we're fucking done with this guy. Like, who is this guy? Why <laughs> yeah. is he still here? There's pictures of him like with spiky hair from the early 2000s. What is he doing, bro? Well, I think he is bacon boy, though. I think if he leaves, I think Smithville goes. Dude, they followed him from Richard Petty Motorsports, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I think this just comes more from my anger for one. Like he has a very just like goofy face and like he hangs out with Riley Herbst. And like, I don't know if you <laughs> saw that picture that I that I put on the garage guys like, nerd car. Like, who are these fucking guys? Like, I don't know, man. Like he he just has this this face like you just want to just like just like ah, fuck you. You just want to tap it a little bit. Like, oh, ah. you don't even want to punch it. You want to just like Mm-mm. you don't want to punch it. You just want to like, kind of just like pop it a little bit. Just like, what the fuck are you doing out here? <laughs> like, what are you doing out here? Just Grab like, him by the cheek. It's, it's like it's seven o'clock. Like, I just feel like that's how you. Hey, that's kind of how he talks. I don't know. He's never done anything to me personally, but uh, he's it always does not sound it at all. He's just very. He's just really nice, and like. I don't know. Like, he's just one of those guys. It's like, he's so just dry. He's forgettable. And then like, it's like, I think that maybe if he did a little more content, like, or whatever, like, he'd be okay. Like, if he's. Well, so here's something that I've actually noticed. Uh, if we want to stay on the Eric topic for a second, uh, for his personal YouTube channel, he's paying to promote it because it is an ad on every video I watch, like, under the video. And it says, like, ad and promote it. And it's like, yeah, in the thumbnail. It's like him celebrating a victory lane, and it's I won at New Hampshire. And like the first time I saw it, it had like 13,000 views, and I saw it again yesterday, and it's up to like 50,000 views. What do the comments say? Like, that's I what I, dude, I, we can't. I don't want to spend this much time on fucking Eric Amarola on this show. Like, this is the longest I think we've ever talked about him. I think this is the longest that probably anybody has ever talked about yeah. Eric Amarola. Like, like, actually, guys, like, JK, Eric Amarola is paying us with his paid promotion money right now to talk about him on Garage Guys. Just had to let you guys know that. As a disclaimer, he took all of his New Hampshire winnings to promote that he won a race that was not a super speedway, and it has ended up here now on Garage Guys. That's why we're talking about Eric Amarola so long. Uh, to summarize the comments, though, real quick, it is all nothing but big support. Big, I bet. I bet because it's like anytime like a loser does something really <laughs> fucking cool, like everybody's like, yeah, you did it. Yeah. yeah like- if I were to go out and like medal at the Olympics, if I got a bronze, if I'm even in the Olympics, right, in like track and field, I'm going to get like pats on the back. You're going to be like, look at that little short chubby kid. That motherfucker there. won because the moon came up, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, the moon 
gave Eric Amarola a win. Like the moon. The moon. It was the moon. He's a moon child. The moon, moon, moon boy. (laughs) (laughs) Moon, moon guy. Eric Here's a serious instead of gluing a penny to his dash, what if he glued a crystal of some sort? And when the moon came up, it supercharged his car. And that's why, boom. There probably is a crystal Predicted. in that car that Danica left, you know, and she gets really big. She's really big into crystal energy. Is she? I get yeah. those vibes off of her, actually. Dude, she's really big into that. And I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't joke around with that. You know that. You know, I'm big, a big manifest, manifest your life, motherfucker. I'd be like, you know, I'd be hanging out with some, some sapphires and some fucking. Hey, hey I was being sincere with it instead of a lucky penny. I know. No, dude. Eric Amarola is definitely like Holy Bible over crystal guy, like a hundred percent. You know, he's got, he's got a couple of pages like, but like, he's like so innocent that like he ripped out some pages of the Bible and taped them on his dash, not knowing that like, that was like terrible thing to do to defense. I feel like there was a driver who used to actually do that. Probably. It's like, and it's like, what do you do when you get to heaven? And God's like, you remember that time you ripped out pages of like my book, like, yeah. it's like it's like when you die if you just have a crystal hanging out like the, whatever the energy man up there is gonna be like good job like who knows who knows now welcome to the garage guys religion podcast um <laughs> so featuring eric almarola featuring eric almarola like i don't know all right this is, they do we spent way too much time on eric almarola let's uh let's roll on I mean, but moral of the story Chase Briscoe should have the mobile one paint scheme on that 14 because he's going to be flying at Indy this week. I don't care what anybody says. Be on the lookout for those odds. That's I'm just going to throw a little nugget there. Um, but moving forward from there, um, I think uh, one thing that we definitely have to talk about, I want to give uh, – this is going to be a new thing that we do. Um, shout out to the shitty driver of the week. Uh, that's right, shitty coolers. Uh, shout out to shitty coolers. Um, one of our new sponsors, uh, we're going to be going to this race in Indy this weekend and in Michigan and shitty is making it happen. And right now, if you get over to shittycoolers.com or wildlyweekcoolers.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save 15% on your order. So get over to shittycoolers.com right now. Um, it, it's a fucking party. It's a vibe. If you saw us on tour, uh, over the summer with inside tailgating, you saw the shitty 10 around racetrack, Rob, we're going to be doing it up, uh, big time in Indy and Michigan over the next two weeks. I have a shitty hat hanging right back there. There you go. It, it, it's a, it's a lifestyle, bro. It's shitty coolers. S H I T I shitty coolers. And again, that's shittycoolers.com promo code garage guys say 15% on any order when you order online so do that uh shitty driver of the week goes to brad keselowski uh we maybe we could give it to penske as a whole across multiple racing series uh dale actually made a really funny meme uh that was the spongebob want to see me do it again want to see me that's do it and it popped off on tiktok dude I, we were driving home we were driving home from uh from rock hill and he's over in the passenger seat and he's like piecing it together and i'm like what are you doing he's like bro he's like dude just wait <laughs> just wait till you see this and we got to talk a little bit and we uh we we discussed some some stuff with it and then the final product came out and dude i just was laughing my ass off and then bam next morning you wake up and you're seeing every penske driver's face all the wrecks uh it was just funny and then right there at the end if you haven't watched it yet i'm not going to spoil what's at the end but it's fucking funny um 
And where could put, uh, where could anybody find that oh, video? You can, fo- you can find that by following Dale fucking Tanhart. So he's not here tonight. He's resting up because he's driving our ass to uh, Indy tomorrow because I'm I'm going to be up, uh, you know, processing show and uh, putting show up online. So it's going to be a late night for the garage guy. So his ass, like by the time you're all watching this, we're actually like on the road right now and I'm asleep. So don't text me. Or Sleep good. Actually, tweet me a lot and wake me. I need a wake-up call, Garage Fam. So if you made it this far into the show, I need you to tweet at me and be like, wake the fuck up. Like, I know you're sleeping in that car. What time? I'm driving. Uh, I need a wake-up tweet, probably. Give me a wake-up tweet around um, 1 p.m. on Friday. Um, no, no, it's oh, – my brain is gone. Uh, I need a wake-up tweet on Friday. Up to, there I go again. Wednesday. I need a wake-up tweet on Wednesday, August the 11th at 1 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. So wake-up tweets. Just say, hey, wake up now. I know Dale's driving. Just wake up. So I got to wake do. you up. But, yeah, you can follow him at Dale Tanhart uh, to find that meme like everywhere. I think he's on TikTok and Instagram, the, the world. Just follow Dale Tanhart. Google Dale Tanhart and you'll, you'll see Dale Tanhart Um, watch ESPN two and you'll see Dale Tanhart. We were on ESPN at the rock rock. Now don't you also were smelling some soaps on ESPN yourself. We, Oh, I thought you said, okay. Yeah. We garage guy, but no, they, they zoomed in on that boy, but you can see us smiling up, but he knew. knew Love you, Dale. Um, But yeah, uh, he made a funny meme about it, but yeah, the shitty driver of the week is Brad. Dude, he does not give a fuck anymore. That dude was like uh, a, like a, a seven-year-old child when he just reached 42 inches at a go-kart track. He didn't care. It was just hammered down, go. I don't care if I spin. I don't care if I hit you. I'm just I'm just on road. Like, dude, he, he, was, he was on and off road. Dude, he was just jumping turtles off the fucking world, dude. He wrecked Joey Logano. Like, <laughs> it, like dude, he got into his own teammate, bro. And Joey he said his brakes were out, but I think he just wasn't using his brakes. I think Penske has a braking problem. I think Penske oh, they, they has, genuinely do. They have a braking problem at road courses. I mean, like, you remember the road course, Daytona road course. Joey was up front just braking way too much. And then Chris Bell took the win. And then, like, now they were breaking way too little at Watkins Glen. And Joey was doing decent in the beginning. Like, I mean, if he's up top and, and he's able to stick it out, but then just he, then he finished, what, 22nd? 22 for the 22? Yeah. Uh, Pinsky sucked, dude. And we, and we uh, called that in some of our writing and stuff like that. Drew did as well. Um, and we discussed it a little bit. Like, I just did not feel good about Pinsky being one, two, three at that race. And uh, we trusted the gut. I think the top finisher for Penske was Blaney in P14. So, yeah, they 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 have got to do some serious work on their road program. And I mean, they got Cendric coming in next year. So him jumping in the two, I don't think that we'll see the same kind of driving of the two as Brad. But it's only fitting that the first shitty driver on the garage guys nascar podcast is a guy from michigan which is also where shitty coolers was founded in michigan so shout out to you brad for the shitty driver of the week congrats you need a jingle for that 
Yeah, just shitty driver of the week. Yeah, that that's beautiful. All right, I'm gonna clip that. And I'm gonna put like an explosion and an eagle, like like that eagle off that one shitty yeah. ad that I did with the Roman candles. Yeah, that's what we'll do. So yeah, that was shitty driver of the week. But Penske sucked as a whole. It was just terrible. Um, is there anybody else that we need to mention before we get into Naspiracies? Um, maybe like some quick mentions. Uh. Shout out to Kyle Bush for running up top, starting 20th. Kyle, Kyle is trending very well for the rest of the season. Uh, very, very, very well. Kyle was a good – he was a good play. I mean, he wasn't in the winning lineup, but he was definitely a good pick. Like, I I had him in premium picks. Just didn't shake out that way, but I knew that Kyle was going to get some pot. I mean, he was the most expensive guy on the board, obviously, but right. we all knew he was going to move. Um, Ross Chastain is another honorable mention, I believe. Got a big deal. 12th. Show yeah. By the way, uh, psycho parlay. Uh, if you're not playing the psycho parlays like that, I give out like, I just it makes me so upset that like we I gave a free pick out this week. Dale and I were doing a grudge match, and obviously you know Dale's the truck king. He's good at NASCAR betting. He's up like sixty plus units. You gotta give the man his respect there. I mean, he's really good at bet. He he bets a shit ton. But he's up. He's up big units across all series. And he was really bullish on Chastain over Reddick, which did not happen. Um, but we did a grudge match parlay. I beat him. And it's not even about beating him. It's the fact that we put that out there. And I don't know how many people actually bet it. But, like, some people were, like, taking some of his for a parlay and some of mine. Don't do that. You either pick my parlay or you pick Dale's parlay, and then you go with it. Because my parlay hit could have won someone plus 700 other than myself. So, there's that. So, Psycho Parlay hits again, strikes again. Last one was at Dover. And I, so, anytime I come out with the Psycho Parlay, I mean, it's hit this year. So Do you think anybody else betting – on Sunday had that same parlay. I hope plus 700. I mean, it wasn't a stupid parlay. I mean, it was literally Wallace over Newman, Dylan over Custer. And then I had Hamlin over Logano. I don't think that's that wild at all, but it was plus 700 odds. I'd say the only one out of all of those that like, I would have like held my breath for was, was Wallace over Newman. And that's coming from this guy right here. Yeah, but Michael Jordan was there. So there was no way in hell <laughs> that yeah, hot dog man was like, dude, he fucked up from the jump, dude. He's he spun. Did. He did. Dude, that dude Shit. cannot. Big that dude is not good. He dude, he's too thick for road. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> he's in that car. That that is but, honestly that's really fair, dude. Like every other week, he's like, this is all he does. God, I I hope that's how he drives in that posture right dude. there. And, I mean, you got to think about it. When Ryan Newman – yeah, for all you listen on the podcast, I, I hate it for you because if you're not watching this on YouTube right now, you're missing it. Like, literally, this is him every normal week. Okay, this is him at road. Like, he's just, he's, he can't walk around. He's too thick, bro. He's a thick boy. Another thick boy let me down. Michael yeah. McDowell. Yeah, dude, Michael McDowell's a thick boy. And, like, dude, we thought that he was going to be great on road. Not that great on road. I mean, he only – he started 25th. He finished 21st. Um, Ricky Stenhouse stayed right around where he was supposed to, so that was cool, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I think overall that's 
really, I mean, like I said, the big movers in this one were Briscoe and uh, Kyle Busch. So that was your huge movers for inside the top 10. So shout out to them. Um, and uh, Penske, just get your shit together quick or Keep just working. hang it up and get ready for Cindric time. And now, what do you think? What do you think? We're ready. What do you think? Naspiracies with Cody Evan Powers. So, so, this one's been a long time coming. There's a boy who used to run in NASCAR back in the day, back in the heyday of NASCAR. He had to have something to help him run. He and he was a competitive driver. Um, I'm going to try to leave as much respect on this man's name as I can in giving this spiel. Very talented driver, comes out a few slower years. He develops a lot, becomes competitive. He beats one of the greatest of all time in a one-two finish, a very tightly contested middle finger flip and finish. Moves to a nice vehicle, driving around for Penske. Still competitive. Moves to another vehicle, driving for Mr. Ray Evernham. If you're familiar, everybody, when you think of that 19 car, if you don't see a Dodge Ram horn on the front of the 19 car, you're doing NASCAR all wrong. And then a competitive boy accidentally falls into um, some troubles, some troubles. I'll let Chase um, further into that. Um, He got on fucking meth. He got on meth. He, yeah, he, he got on meth, methamphetamine. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to be a journalist here. Well, too um, much after, too much tooting at break time. Too much tooting and not enough pooting. And not out the asshole. <laughs> yeah. In the nose hole. So Jeremy um, entirely spirals. He fails a drug test for NASCAR. And then, like a disappointed father, completely just sends Jeremy on his way to figure his shit out. And then and Jeremy Mayfield has had a life since then. And Chase has all of those facts pulled up, I hope. So I'm going to throw it over there to you. To that, This isn't just a, a short biography on Jeremy Mayfield. No, there's a, there's a naspiracy here. And I think... You know what we we discussed beforehand. You know what the Naspiracy may be for the show. Like obviously, when Jeremy is left out, like I'm not gonna just sit here and just shit on anybody. People get it. Have, people have addiction problems. We understand it. But it's if you can't laugh a little, what good is life? You know. What are you doing? Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about this. So I think I've uncovered a conspiracy right now in this very moment that we haven't discussed before oh so let's take it back to let's let's take it back to the to the day that jeremy mayfield was suspended indefinitely uh as both an owner and a driver from nascar may the 9th 2009 last name mayfield the month of may the 9th of May, there was a nine in his car number because it was 19. 
the nine was Casey Kane, I believe, at the time. Uh, 2009, there's another nine right there. Carl Edwards. Cousin Carl? Do you think that maybe... Now, Carl Edwards, that guy right there, that's a smart man. You could look at him. He's a pilot. He's got a brain on him. He's a pilot. What if the person that turned him in, what if this date means something more than we know? Obviously, May for Mayfield, the nine for the 19, there was a number nine there. A one is in front of it. Um, And then the 2009. So, yeah, nine, nine, Carl Edwards. He was a pilot. What if he was running Jeremy's meth back and forth for him? Actually, it, it was he was he was getting his meth from home. But what if Carl was a little? He's a little more sophisticated, a little cleaner. What if he was running cocaine in his plane? Okay, and then Jeremy was high on meth, and he was like, "I don't need your cocaine anymore, Carl. Cocaine, Carl. I don't need your cocaine anymore, Carl." I've got meth now. I can make it with Drano from my cabinet. I don't need to spend all this money with you, Cocaine Carl. And Carl got upset. So he waited till May 9th, 2009 for May Field to be suspended with the 9-9. So, Naspiracy, truth, or fiction? We don't know. And you know what the saddest thing I think about that one is? We'll never know. Um, and it would make a lot of sense for Carl to have been running for May- Mayfield. Carl's from Missouri, a.k.a. the Ozarks. There's a lot of big money on those Ozarks. Yeah, the Ozarks. Have said, you ever watch the show Ozark? It's about money laundering for drugs. Yeah. yeah. So what if, what if the TV show Ozark is actually loosely based around Jeremy Mayfield? Well, it could be tightly based, too, because Jeremy Mayfield is also a, a apparently a film producer himself. Wow. So, like, I, I definitely don't see a connection between Marty and Jeremy Mayfield, but maybe Jeremy is like Marty's neighbor, you know, yeah. that like you never see or hear from in the whole show. But the he's whole definitely time- he's definitely yeah, he's got his hand in somewhere. Right. He's, he's just living next door the whole time. You never see him in the show, but he's, he's there. And, like, maybe he sneaks down at night and takes some of their money. And, like, he's, like, you know, maybe he doesn't do meth anymore. Maybe he's, like, switched to Adderall now because, like, you know, it's, like, the cleaner meth. And he It's a lot more socially acceptable, too, these days. Right, yeah. People talk about taking Adderall all the time. Uh, So, it's, like, maybe he just goes and steals Marty's money and then goes and buys a bunch of Adderall. And then he flips it. And he's actually selling Adderall next door while the show is taking place where the cartel is like after Marty. So that's possible. And he never actually did meth. It was always just Adderall the entire time. Right. Now we let, let's take this back to the early life mm-hmm. of Jeremy meth May, Mayfield. Let's take this back. Um, so born in 1971. <laughs> he was, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, what's funny is, is he's, he's the all American kid. Yeah. He was born in May. The summer, May 27th, 1969. He was born in the summer of 69. Oh, 69. I thought yeah. it was 71. Yeah. He got his first real six string. Bought it at the five end. So was that song written about Jeremy, you think? It, 
there we go. The see, that's where it all begins. So it's like, you know, we gotta, we gotta really like dig deep into that. Um, Brian Adams wrote that song, I believe. So we need to talk to Brian. Brian may actually know Jeremy Mayfield and have wrote that song, the summer of 69 about Jeremy being born in the summer of 69. But what's very interesting about Jeremy Mayfield's early life was that he participated in what we would probably now call Kyle sports, not Larson or uh, Bush, but like crazy Kyles that we know in life that punch drywall and drink monster energy drinks. He started out racing BMX bicycles in his hometown of Owensboro, Kentucky. Okay. So good old Southern boy. That's right. So moved to the Ozarks from Owensboro, Kentucky, um, racing BMX bicycles. For one, nobody in their right mind was racing BMX bikes in Kentucky at that time. So maybe this addiction could have started way sooner than we thought. Because, hey, here comes little old Jeremy Mayfield. The dude's just like fucking doing like Supermans and, and 180s on this bike. And everybody's in the neighborhood like, what the fuck is this guy? And like, he's the guy that invented pegs because he was just, he was like, you know, he was like 12 years old. And, and he just found these like rocks on the ground. He didn't know what they were. I mean, my biggest question is um, if you've ever been through Kentucky, then, you know, and you're going to you're going to nod with this question. Where are the BMX tracks at in Kentucky? Yeah, dude. Like like were you using a mountain as a half pipe? Like what right. was really going on? You would definitely need to be under the influence of something to be BMXing in Kentucky. So there is definitely like you were either like on the farm or you had your normal all-American racing life. I didn't know that BMX racing was a thing, though. Dude, racing BMX bicycles. Uh, shout out to Wikipedia. Could be real, could be fake. I believe uh, it. He, he then proceeded to race go-karts at local short tracks, moving to Nashville Speedway USA at the age of 19. Makes some more sense. That's usually what race car drivers do. They don't start off on two wheels. They start off on four. Maybe Jeremy was the inspiration for the X Games. Uh, that, that's possible, and I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I, um, I, could see I, I would like to see somebody, though, who starts on a unicycle. Right, living on the edge. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. all about living on the edge, which is basically what he did towards the end of his career. He was living – he may still be. I hope he's not living on the edge anymore. I hope he's clean. I hope he's went to rehab. hope everything's good at the time. Living on the edge, he was listening to that song by Aerosmith every day, guaranteed, riding his BMX bicycle. Um, so he won the 93 Mellow Yellow 500. That was his cup. Well, no, that was his cup debut. Did not win it, was in it. Kyle Petty drove the Mellow Yellow car back in the day. So okay. that was a Charlotte race. Yeah, Charlotte race. Kyle Petty drove the Mellow Yellow car. Mellow Yellow was known for Cole Trickle in the movie Days of Thunder, which was kind of a really cool car. And Mellow Yellow is basically the Coca-Cola of Mountain Dew. So another thing that amps you up. There's a lot of things here that maybe, maybe racing yourself led him to do meth. He wanted to go fast in the car, wanted to go fast in life. Wasn't Surge just a mellow yellow with caffeine, like added caffeine? More caffeine, yeah. Yeah. No, no, taurine. It had taurine in it. Okay, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. That's where, and see, like, man, that's what happened. He thought he was drinking mellow yellow one day, then he's drinking a Surge. Next thing you know, meth. 
It's so just, uh, yeah, spirals from there. It's like if I can put Sunoco fuel in my car and rocket fuel and it goes real fast, I want to put it in my body too. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I kind of do relate to that. I get that. He's living on the edge. Uh, big Pocono guy, tricky triangles. Okay. Triangles. They have three points, right? What does that have to do with meth? Nothing. He just won there. Um, so that was good for him. Uh, he beat Dale Earnhardt. Okay. He beat Dale Earnhardt senior in a race. Yep. You arguably gotta, the greatest of all time. The goat, like, dude, there's not many people under the age of 30 that have beat Dale Earnhardt Sr. I think we 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 know for one, Jeff Gordon has done it. For two, Davey Allison has done it. Okay. Those guys, respectfully, legends. Okay. You have literally the son of Bobby Allison. You knew he was gonna be good. He mm -hmm. could do, he could beat Dale Sr. Jeff Gordon, Rainbow Warrior, California kid. He wanted to be Dale Sr. He literally had a mustache at the time and wore gargoyle shades. So no, it was nowhere he, near as strong as, as senior's mustache, no. but and, and he sounded like a, a pipsqueak at the time. So, you know, he comes in. I think George, Gordon kind of sounded like a pipsqueak his whole career. Like just watching Tony yeah. Stewart just just like talk that shit to him is just so satisfying. I think Joey Logano is kind of the modern day Gordon when it comes to like the way they talk. Very true. It's funny how Kyle Petty compares him to Dale Sr. So it's like, what is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, which one is it, Kyle? What's it going to be here? Um, but I will say this, like for him, for Jeremy Mayfield, that's a name right there that like you would not think would be a guy that could beat a man that sounds with a name like Dale Earnhardt Sr. You know, like that's mm -hmm. a strong name. You definitely got to be not only have a car that's hopped up, but yourself probably has to be hopped up to do that like double speed. imagine if it wasn't jeremy though imagine if he was rocky mayfield rocky mayfield yeah like tell me that doesn't that that has a good ring right rocky mayfield or like like if his name would have been like marty mayfield oh like, yeah like that see that's it's, it's a nascar yeah. name yeah like jeremy mayfield it's like it's like oh like did you were you on the swim team at high school like were you did you you play actually that? i was racing bmx yeah, he was racing BMX, bro. That see, that's it. Like he should have been on Tony Hawk Pro Skater too. That's that's what really oh, should have been sure. Here. Like maybe that was his whole goal in life. Um, but going into uh, the life after NASCAR, uh, it's been a lot of a lot of downward spirals. Okay, so uh, you know it it sucks, but it's like typically when negative things happen, you stay in negative headspace, or you stay on meth bad things can happen in life. Okay. So he's lost a lot of money. He spent a lot of money in court for one, but where did Jeremy go as soon as he was suspended from NASCAR? What happened to him? Did he, was he banished to a forest? Did he go to a woods? No, he just had a house and then he would sick meth dogs on mailmen and women. Um, so it is real deal. Like they, literally this is a real true story right here off of the Wikipedia page. So let's check it out. Um, looking at some of the things he's done, life after NASCAR, he had to pay like 82,000 in back taxes. That's a pretty good bit of money. Um, it says that he was chilling around uh, North Carolina, never left there. I think his hometown was like, was it Denver, North Carolina, maybe? Probably. I think so. I'm not uh, sure. I can't, I can't. The, the, it's possible. 
Um, I think that's what it's called. Denver, Colorado, like if he was living there now, it's like, okay, he's made the transition to, to marijuana. Maybe yeah. things are maybe things are better for him. Um, but we saw him recently at the SRX race talking to Tony. So it's like, he's probably like, hey, Tony, I won't do any more meth. Can I race a car? And I hope to see it. I really do. I hope to see Jeremy Mayfield get back behind a car. He should have it because he claims he was taking Adderall. But I think there's a big difference between methamphetamine and what what is what what is Adderall? What what is it called? What's it's the, an amphetamine. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's big it. difference. The big difference is the M in the front of it for meth. Also M first letter of his last name mayfield see we're getting deep here this it's is- high, it ties it ties back in i guess my biggest question is high if, you are, if you're in a professional sport position and you are taking something that is considered mind altering um like are you doing it recreationally or i mean if he had a prescription for it you know like where was nascar at you know leg- legally speaking like could they have kicked him out you know yeah, like I didn't even know that Adderall existed until like the two thousand, like like late two thousands. But I guess it did. I thought it was like Ritalin was like the big one. I guess that's when it like hit our like for our ages, right? Because I guess Probably. that was always for older people. Maybe right? so. like they just they they doped us up on Ritalin as kids. Like, hey man, hey man, come you know, come hang out for a Scott some meth. Like right, no, like there's 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 towns. I've heard of towns. Uh, won't say which town, but I've heard there's some towns where people just treat meth like a cigarette. They're like, Hey, you got, you got some meth in your pocket. I'll call it out right now. Um, it's, uh, Hawkins County, East Tennessee. We could say Churchill. We could say Rogersville or Mount Carmel. I'll say it. I live in meth County, baby. That's what we do. It's like, it's like, where do you live? I live in meth. Like just um, like fun boom. fact, yeah. My area, we are the founders of gravel, which is ironically synthetic meth. How the fuck do you make synthetic meth? It's already <laughs> synthetic. You just don't use as much battery acid. What the fuck? <laughs> what are these meth heads doing, dude? Well, it makes it a little bit more legal. Like that that puts it in a gray area. Oh right? my god god bro like dude i literally just found out like and it, and it makes it even like it makes it kind of like sad like we've been spending this whole time we're trying to like like figure this out with jeremy but it's just like it's just the most unique story in nascar i feel like it doesn't get talked about but it's like i didn't even realize that people that that did meth like it makes a lot more sense now because you can really pick out a person that's probably on meth mm-hmm. like someone that does cocaine could look just like me and you okay someone that does meth they're bony as shit. They scratch a lot. And they're probably like on the side of the road walking somewhere. But one thing that I always noticed that these people would do is they were constantly pick at their fucking scabs. Mm-hmm. And like until I met you and you were like explaining to me because like this problem with <laughs> meth around you and like your the, these towns in Tennessee, they eat these fucking scabs to get high. Yeah, and it's a hot ticket item in prisons. Like the there are people that are like selling scabs like acid tabs in prison. Yeah, literally, yeah. To get real hopped up. Behind yeah, because fun bar. fact, um, once your blood is dried, you can't pass some diseases. Uh, HIV, for example, it does not survive in dried blood. I don't want any AIDS on this meth. Like that's well, like so let the scab dry. What the fuck? 
fuck, bro? Let this guy draw on your phone. The human body is nuts, dude. It's insane. Like, it's a, it genuinely is incredible. Um, and I mean, I guess well, I sound cold and cruel hearted, kind of laughing right now. But I, I just I live in an area that's heavily affected by it. And I, to me, like it's insane. You don't realize how casual meth is because when you hear meth, you're like, oh god. Right, like that's like, oh god, yeah, that's like one of those it's drugs. So it's like it's always just sounded terrible, terrible, like, right? Something yeah. that, like, I mean, you know, I've I've had my days of experimenting. Don't get me wrong, but I that is one drug that I've never done, and I never plan on doing in my <laughs> right. life. It, apparently, know? it meth it only takes one time, Dude, um, and then I've you're seen just people addicted. I like I know people that have gotten hooked on that, and it do just watching their life spiral. Down yeah, and you see mountain. it, you see it from like day one, and there's nothing you can ever do or say, but it's so casual here, man. Like it is genuinely. Like it is a conversation piece in, in this part of Tennessee. It genuinely is. Man, let me tell you about this myth I got. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, are you gonna say hang on? Look, I'm we're we're gonna get close to wrapping this up, but I did find some supporting evidence about that that could connect Carl Edwards, aka Cocaine Carl, could connect this the, to make the May 9th, 2009, the day that he was suspended. The 9 9 in 2009 and 9, this could link it. Okay. So I'm looking right now through the controversies. Obviously, I never followed up on the dog one. Um, supposedly, he was sued for a million dollars for for sicking dogs uh, on a fucking male person, a male lady trying to deliver a package. Um, now, is that but- strictly because of his name? Like let let's say your dog attacks a male person. Are they coming at you for a million? Well, well, well. Look, I will say this much: I I definitely could see this male person. This male person was probably on meth. They drove through the entrance gate past a "Beware of Dogs" sign mm-hmm. to deliver a package too large for the roadside mailbox. She received so she kind of asked for that. She right. kind of asked for that one. So it is kind of fucked up that she sued him and had the dogs euthanized on May 10th, 2012. And he had to pay a million dollars of the dog attacks. After Man, that two day stretch for Jeremy but, is rough, but this is what was bad. He had to pay a million dollars because he failed to respond to the lawsuit, probably because he was high on meth. Then again, he would probably be up for like three straight days. So he probably just was like, well, I don't know what this is. Yeah. He's like, I have court tomorrow. And then he just, he never goes to sleep I can't go to three court days. Yeah. yeah. I'll just do some more math. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but look, check this out. Supporting evidence to cocaine Carl. All right. So th- this kind of ties him in and it's funny. Cause I just saw his name. So, this goes back to the substance abuse violation, the May 9th, 2009. Um, Dr. Black disputed Mayfield's claims, stating, what we have is a clear violation of policy. In my many years of experience, I've never seen a violation like this due to the combination of over three counter of prescription products. Basically, that's him arguing the fact that it was Adderall or whatever. Um so a week after his suspension, Mayfield publicly stated that he had only taken two tablets of Claritin D and the prescription drug Adderall, which he stated was prescribed to assist his attention deficit disorder, and that he had never used any sort of illegal drug. His wife, family, friends, fans, crew chief, and other team members, drugstore receipts, and signed prescription 
from his care provider back these claims. Uh, I already know where you're headed with that. Okay. Afterwards, criticism of NASCAR's testing policy became rampant. Several suggested that NASCAR's secrecy over Mayfield's results was politically motivated so as not to smear the reputation of Claritin, who was a sponsor of Carl Edwards and NASCAR at the time. They were a big, heavy sponsor in the sport in that time. I remember when Claritin was a big sponsor. I still take Claritin. So the the smearing, like NASCAR preventing the smearing, definitely helped uh, persuade me into my allergy medication of choice. So it worked. Going back here, like, wow. Like that, that right there makes you wonder, did Claritin frame Jeremy Mayfield? I am so incredibly glad. And if you are still listening to us at this point, we actually just made a true, genuine discovery. Claritin, most, I, I honestly, that's a big money. Big money corporation. Claritin was like, don't fuck with cocaine Carl and and us talking about how you did meth and now you're saying you did Claritin and Adderall. So it's like Claritin and Adderall make Chemically meth. mixing together. Uh, it says June 9th, 2009, ESPN stated that during the random drug screening on May 1st at Richmond International Raceway, Mayfield tested positive for methamphetamine. A doctor from Florida stated that it was impossible for Mayfield to use the levels of methamphetamine NASCAR claimed he did, or else he would be dead or a chronic user. According to another medical professional in Central Florida, the combination of medications cited by Mayfield has a 15% chance of a false positive being obtained. So see, as a person that has not done the extensive research on Jeremy Mayfield, when you hear his name, you automatically, and this whole time, if you've already turned this off, you're, you're already like, man, Chase is cracking all these jokes. Uh, it's like, we're discovering shit still. It's just conspiracies. You listen to this all the way through. I honestly now am, am on the side of wondering, what did Jeremy Mayfield really do? Well, I'll come back with a punch. Lisa Mayfield, his deceased father's uh, widow, stated that she had seen him use methamphetamines many times since 1998. He refuted those allegations, and he said um, she wasn't his mom, blah, 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 blah. She claimed to be his mother, uh, but he was like, well, she's not my mom. Because she couldn't adopt me after I was an adult, which is a little like that was trying to like spin the story down a different path, obviously. Um, but she also later trespassed on his property and assaulted people who she found on his property. And she was also arrested. After claiming that she had saw him do math. So she said, hey, I saw that boy do math. I'm gonna go break into his house and beat up whoever it is up fine lane on his couch. Wow. So, I mean, this dude, like, it's a wild, wild story. And looking at this, it's like NASCAR tried to, like, out, like, be like, oh, no, he can race. He's got to do the road to recovery treatment program. And he's got to submit a drug test or whatever. 
Uh, it says on January 8th, 2013, episode of the MRN radio show, NASCAR Live, hosted by Eli Gold. Uh, Brian France alluded to the other options and the addition of the documented road recovery plan that had previously been discussed outside of public knowledge when Mayfield reached him. These options were not clarified publicly. On the show, France continued with statements that Mayfield must follow examples of other reinstated drivers that as of June 28, 2016, are not participant in NASCAR. Mayfield is uh, adamant about his innocence from NASCAR's charges. In an interview with Sporting News in 2014, Mayfield said he is willing to take a drug test as long as I can pee in a cup for LabCorp or some other credible lab. Okay, so I will say him singling out peeing in a cup. Don't think, Jeremy, that that we don't all know about you pass. Okay, there are fake peas out there in the world. Um, there's a dude, literally you can buy almost anything to cover up drug use for detoxing kits. Well, and here is, so here's another interesting tidbit. Um, a few months after the ordeal in 2009, um, he state NASCAR said that he had tested positive once again, and this was in July. So this was what, three months after, uh, four months after all of that, that stuff. Um, so he fails it once again, and then he again blamed Claritin and Adderall, which I feel like I just wouldn't take that mixture anymore myself. Yeah, he kept taking it. You right. Know. But Very he, strange. Did go, he did go 40 minutes after the test with NASCAR and paid for his own drug test with a credible lab, and he was negative in that test. But – in 2011, in 2011, at his home in Catawba, based on an informant's statement, uh, he was arrested. They were staging burglaries to support Mayfield's methamphetamine habit. He was taken into custody after deputies claimed to find 1.5 grams of meth residue on a plastic bag in a gun safe. Authorities later found $100,000 worth of stolen goods on a little-used area of Mayfield's property. Among the recovered items were heavy machinery that had been reported stolen from two businesses in neighboring Lincoln County in late 2010 and early 2011, as well as audiovisual equipment that was later reported stolen from the then-defunct Red Bull Racing Team in nearby Mooresville, Mooresville in February 2011. Um, so... It looks like there was a huge turn of events. Don't see anything about him taking Claritin and Adderall at that time. Um, Mayfield himself, now we're back where we started. He was on meth. He was, I mean, he was, he was on meth. <laughs> or, did, or, did, or did the trouble that NASCAR put him through drive him to take meth for real? So I'm, I'm a really big guy on this one philosophy. If I'm going to be blamed and accused of something, I'm going to do it, right? Like if someone's like, hey, you're an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole, right? right. To, if that, you're gonna to, call that me, right. to that person. To that person. Right. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to just like turn around, like punch a baby in the face. See, that's what, that's what but see, metaphorically, that's what Jeremy did. He became a meth head to the yeah. world. He did. He did. But also maybe it was, um out of spite to nascar like maybe he's like really you you want to see a meth? you want to see yeah. me on meth like i'll show you yeah but then he actually showed himself to the jail cell so it didn't really work out and 
And, oh, he showed here, himself there quick. <laughs> and you don't hear a lot from, from Uncle Carl anymore these days. You know, he's kind of quiet. He's going political. Rumor has it, old cousin Carl's going to be running for senator of Missouri. He's got to keep Jeremy under wraps. He's got, yeah. Uh, so all I'm saying is, uh, Jeremy, watch your back. You want to know something else that's like really interesting about Jeremy Mayfield? He was he was in the music video for the band Saving Abel. Drowning. I'm so addicted to. Dude, isn't that fucking funny, Connor? That uh, he, <laughs> I know he, he and I oh, so I did know he was in Alan Jackson's. That's iconic for NASCAR. Who's cheating who? Yeah. Who is cheating who? Are you on meth or are you not? Yeah, Jeremy, meth, Jeremy. Who's cheating who? Who's cheating are you cheating here? NASCAR or is NASCAR cheating you? In 2004, he was on Family Feud. It's like, what were what were they fighting about? Who gets to buy the meth tonight? Uh, but now we're back to meth jokes. Well, the um, interesting thing, though, is we have a new player. He competed against Kevin Harvick in that episode of Family Feud. He did. Dude, I don't think Kevin probably knew anything that was going on at the time. Harvick was still a young gun at that point. Yeah, he was like, who the fuck is this meth head over here? Yeah. Harvick was trying to kiss hands and shake babies. So, in conclusion, Jerry Mayfield drove an amazing race car for Team Penske. I'll never forget the Mobile One Pegasus. Uh, did he – was he rightfully suspended? In conclusion, my thoughts, probably so. He was probably on meth the whole time. I will I say mean, I think he's probably on meth the whole time. Yeah, so I guess uh, – you're an in-conclusion kind of guy. Is that how you ended your, your essays back in the school days? Um, not really. I was usually just like, with that being said, I was kind of – I like, am a really big with that being said guy With myself. that being said guy. Well, yeah. Or to summarize. Yeah. To, to summarize, summarize this episode. Yeah, if, in conclusion, with all of this being is said, correct, that's to what, summarize to – <laughs> The hypotheses uh, presented today um, has been flagged uh, true. Um, I, I believe that Jeremy Mayfield probably did dabble a little bit in the meths. Um, and I mean, turns out it was a lot in the meth, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe early on it wasn't a lot, but by the end of uh, the, the Jeremy Mayfield saga, I, it was a lot. Um, Overall, it's sad. NASCAR definitely, I feel like, given that they the the, the tests were accurate, which I think his uh, his mistakes later on in his life um, have proven that they probably were accurate test results. Yeah, and it's funny that he did blame Claritin, probably because he he was mad at at Carl. Like Carl did something to him. Carl had to do something to him. Or what if he what if he had been like promised that Claritin bill? Yeah, maybe like so. It was a gentleman's agreement. It's like I, I'm just really curious to know, like, like where the fuck he thought that, like, or who told him that? Oh, yeah, just tell him, just tell him that you were taking Claritin and Adderall. Like, who told him that? Because that's like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. You need in my that life. guy out of your corner quick. Yeah, dude, you need to banish <laughs> him. Like that guy, that guy needs to go back to the forest that he came from. And go, yeah, that, go that's back. not that's not the PR guy you need in that moment. I can guarantee, like, whoever was selling him meth is probably the one that told him, told to him say that. that. Well, what if his PR guy meth. was his meth dealer? What if who was his meth dealer? His PR guy. 
And he's like, yeah, man, trust me. I studied this. Just how the tell fuck him it's you, Like, I've never, like, how, I'm trying to think. I just don't understand like how somebody just like, Oh yeah. Like I just really could genuinely see somebody just being fucked up on some drugs and just like walking somewhere and they just see a box of Claritin. That's it. Now I do have a really fair point though. Like a really fair example. They can justify this a little bit. Okay. Uh, you a big bagel guy. I've, I've ate some bagels here and there. You ever, you ever done an everything bagel? I don't know what that is. Even, okay, so it's a bagel, and it's got a bunch of, like, different just, like, seasoning, spices, like, herbs on it. I love, like, the salt and pepper on the bagel. With the oh, then you, you you would love an everything bagel, but after you eat that everything bagel, don't take a drug test because that poppy seed can make you pop for opioids. Very true. Poppy seed will hit you that. And I've also heard people say that, like, when they piss, like, like – I've heard it my whole life, like back in the day, especially like when, you know, we were smoking a lot of weed heavily, like when you're in high school and shit, they're like, oh, if you fill a drug test, just tell them you ate a poppy seed cake. Like I've heard that millions of times. I don't think that now it depends on like how they're like screening it. Cause they're going to be like, yeah, I mean, you can eat all the poppy seeds you want. They're like, but you still have a lot of THC in your system, buddy. Right. Maybe that <laughs> just says a lot about where I grew up, like where the brains were of, of, uh, of the area that I grew up in. Because like, there's like, so oh, many Mama things. failed her drug test and she just told him it was from the, the Starbucks. Yeah, Somebody literally, I've been told that by like seven people in my life. Really? Like, I've never heard it for, uh, for the, the cannabis I've always heard it though for opioids. Yeah, it, dude, it's honestly scary, like, some of the things that, like, I grew up believing to be true and not learning until I was, like, in my late teens, early 20s. Like, it's really fucking scary. Like, dude. Oh, it's insane, yeah. And yeah. then, like, you almost, like, grow resentment towards the people that were telling you this, but then you have to be like, well, did they know? Like, were they yeah. just, like, just trying to share their knowledge? It's like, what were our parents doing around here, you know, like, at that time? <laughs> yeah. like, everybody was just real hopped up. Like, Cocaine Carl was flying in hot, you know what I mean, in the <laughs> He's just dro- He wasn't even landing. He was just dropping it from the sky. Dude, I guarantee you, like, it's like, it's like, what if I went back and looked at my old family pictures, like, where we, like, went to, like, hang out with these random people I had no idea, like, in single wide trailers, and, like, Jeremy Mayfield's just there. Like, that like in the, in the, you see Carl in a trench coat just standing in the back. Somebody listens to this and be like, that's your uncle, Chase, damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I could uncle definitely. Jay, un- uncle Jay, he's wanting to rekindle it. Yeah. I don't think we have any meth heads in our family. I'd have to really go down a lineage line, but yeah, uh, I think me too, me too. Um, good, and that's impressive for it is your area. It is, yeah. Now I know a lot, but I'm not no blood. It's like like you walk down to the store and like there's like eight Jeremy Mayfields. Yeah, that's yeah. You pass seventeen of them on the way to the store. Right, but not 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 today's Jeremy Mayfield. He's at SRS SRX races. He's probably actually on Adderall now. Here's the thing, though. He is he. He's not racing in them, though. No, he was just there. Right, and the you know that's kind of like I don't ever see that coming to fruition, just because of the whole like Ray Abraham issue. Uh, it's almost like you know, have you ever broken up with somebody and like she's a volleyball player and you went and watched her play volleyball one last time? Yeah, like, that's like kind pictures. of what. There's like pictures of him down there, like talking to like Tony and Ray and all. That. So it's like. 
it is it is funny but it's like it definitely is a liability it's kind of like the deal with like bam margera and jackass right now like he's suing jackass that's insane and it's sad Bam, it breaks my heart like i i think like like there's a like obviously there's definitely like things i could like joke about but like i guess maybe because like i didn't grow up like as a deep jeremy mayfield like i didn't really understand what happened to jeremy mayfield growing up as a kid but like I'm old enough to understand what's happening, like Bam. Like I'm old enough to understand what happened to, to Jeremy now, and it's like now that we're kind of done off the conspiracy thing, it's like just know it sucks. But I mean, I can say that there's been some shit I've seen Bam Margera do lately that's just like, dude, you're fucking yourself, man. And it's kind of it's kind of laughable. But like, there's this really hard depression behind like why and maybe if like there's like a depression behind why jeremy mayfield is doing what he did like it just to me he's just a guy that was like i'm gonna do some meth today like for bam it's like i know a lot of things like that triggered those downward spirals like and so it's like watching it is it's sad as fuck well yeah i mean i think me and you probably grew up with bam a whole lot more than we grew up with jeremy 2000 2000 and uh and five man or no 2003 was when you know i grew up of nascar forever like going to talent i still went to talladega every year of my life but right i got to a point to where skateboarding became more important and i watched a lot more jackass and a lot more people of bam and so yeah i was attached to those guys growing up so like seeing bam now but it's like he really is though like bam's a liability like he couldn't i mean and they're right to do what they did right i mean they have to um it, it worked with steve-o but the same approach is not gonna work with bam clearly no i mean look at steve-o like they those guys genuinely Fucking saved steve-o's life man. man like fantastic just, he's like vegan do. now like super health conscious like steve-o is such a great uh redemption story that dude was just popping ketamine like fucking dude. tylenol bro yeah and like the the pictures of like all the whippets around him and like it's crazy, man. It's insane. But did not I, did not expect us to go into like the serious shit. But it's like, damn. Like, if anybody ever wondered, like, like what tugged at the heartstrings, it's Jackass and Bam Margera. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's just a product of like our age. Yeah, dude, it's it's rough, man. But um, it, t- on a lighter note, uh, that was our longest Naspiracies. That that one was real long. Dude, we we dug deep. I feel like I personally know Jeremy Mayfield <laughs> we, now. At any point now, I'm going to be able to argue for or against Jeremy better than anybody I know, other mm-hmm. than you. Now, we're both we're on the same level of knowledge. Now. We can definitely, I can definitely make an argument for for why he was on meth and why he wasn't on meth now. And I think it's going to be way more fun to be on the side of why he wasn't on meth just to get to talk about. Uh, call Carl Edwards cocaine Carl and talk about Claritin. That's, that's the side fun. I would rather be on, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think that's – it's like, do we think he was on meth? Absolutely. Yeah. Will we fight for him not being on meth just to say Carl Edwards is, was cocaine Carl and had a plane and they framed him because of Claritin? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, but, yeah, that this has been a show. It's been a long one. It's been a fun one. Cody F and Powers, man. Just I think, hey, thanks for having me back on, dude. I will. You, you're, you're here. You're, you're part. You're part of this family. You already know, you know this. Hold up, wait. Everybody, I don't know if you can that. see. You've got a little logo right there, up on my uh, 
Is that is that what I think it is? It is. That's the scrapbook. That's oh, the scrapbook. Dude. Shout out Mama Cody. Dude, you and should, summer. You should insta story it. I think that thing is incredible, man. Like oh, that, it is it's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I'll I'll show you it sometime. See, that's that's scrapbook number one. Scrapbook number two, TBD. TBDA. To be determined. And again? yes. All right, just like this show. Uh, to Winging be it now. Determined if we're gonna have another one. Yeah, we're gonna have another show. We'll have another show. Good decision. Good decision. Hey, Cody. Co- love you, man. Garage. Uh, you, what? What? I was gonna say, I love you too. Love you too, bro. Hey, Garage fan, we love you. And again, you know where to follow me at Garage Guy Chase. You follow Cody at you have yours isn't your name. It's cool. oh, bro, no, yeah, it, it is Natter Day Delight. Natter Day Delight, some afternoon delight. Natter I should have thought that one out a little bit better because that is not marketable at all. Because I will get sued. Who cares? Who cares? But you were going for the natural light sponsorship at the time. I was. I was yeah. big time. I think we've all been there at one point. Bud Light congratulated me on graduating. So that's that's pretty cool. That's Anheuser. They own natural. I, I know it's all the same. Same guy. All right. So we love it. You guys know where to find us. We're going to be in Indy this weekend. Be on the lookout for the Verizon uh, Verizon 200 uh, Indy road course race preview show. We'll have that out uh, this week. We'll be like I said, I'm I'm in I'm in the car. I'm I'm going to Indy. If you're listening on Wednesday, August 11th, if you're listening any other day, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm somewhere. Just just hit me up on Twitter. You'll figure it out. Hit up Cody and and ask him to show you everything that's on uh his his display back there. Yeah, I, I can do that. Uh one video at a time per item. That's how we do it. All right. So we're out. We gotta get out of here. We spent way too much time on Eric Amarola. <laughs> uh, sports. <laughs> Shout out Bacon Boy. That's it. Uh Ricin, let race begin. Uh sports profit repeat. NASCAR garage guys it we it's the garage guys 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 it's the garage guys